Hi everyone, it's Megan from A Few Weeks in the Future. I just finished editing this episode and I wanted to take a moment to provide a little bit of a content warning for this episode. This is our um, relaxed fit sort of style that we did in, in a previous episode and we're going to continue. However, in this episode, we do discuss relationship to food, weight, um, body image, and we talk a bit about mental health and our relationship to um, having the desire to no longer live. So if any of those topics are things that you don't want to hear about, please feel free to skip ahead or just skip this episode. I hope that you guys are all having a wonderful day and let's get into it. He's That's so me. mad. He's so mad because I, hello everybody. My partner got home very late last night from commuting. Uh, and my cat is very upset that I locked him out of the bedroom. He's staring at me. <laughs> I didn't realize uh, Megan hit record. Hi. <laughs> you said go ahead and hit record. I know. And I was looking at Scooter and I wasn't paying any attention. We're talking about <sighs> floors, guys. Welcome. Welcome in. Welcome to my endless flooring. Uh, I feel like I've been talking about floors for years. We finally we got our really estimate in. Oh, yeah. look who's here. Do you want, Would you like to say hi to Megan? Here, I'll show you. <laughs> hi. Just We're saying it. hello to the cat. Scooter's here. I guess I should say before we go, he's very much here. His, his face is right up to the mic. Hi, friend. Now it's his butt. Um, we, from here on out, for the foreseeable for future, yeah, who knows? We think change things all the time. Uh, video will be available on Patreon. And for now. For now. <laughs> for now. Yeah. And um, and then podcast will be cozy cast style. Um, if you've been following us for a while, that means this. Hi, welcome. We're here. Hi, welcome. This is what it's like. <laughs> Last week we we did it for fun and it was so fun. And it was so fun to like just like record it and then not even edit it and post it that same day, which I'm not doing that this week because um we are on an every other week schedule. So um and technically I have another episode for next week. So we're ahead. Holy shit, we're ahead. It's we're been ahead a long time since we've been ahead. <laughs> Yeah, and if you think of it, we are technically ahead by like what two a month? weeks? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's really insane. exciting. But we had fun with it, and we're going to continue doing things that are fun. And the way that we felt after recording last week's episode with the complete change in form format factor, we, we didn't really have a format, but energy associated with it was that it felt like hanging out with your like awake and aware friends for an hour or however long well that's exactly what was happening <laughs> i actually forgot we were recording on a couple in a couple instances and uh and i'm gonna try and not hold my mic but i also want to like lean back nobody can see what i'm doing right now but i'm like i'm wanting to stretch my back out so bad which means picking up this gigantic microphone and holding well it in a now that position. you have a desk you could get one of these they're like twenty bucks on Amazon. How? Oh, the the thing editing. What, do you, what does it. it hook to though? What do you hook it to? The desk. It's got like a C clamp, and it goes on the desk, and then you boop 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 boop. boop. I just always thought it was attached to your monitor somehow. 
And I was like, I don't have a, mo- I, yeah, I don't know. I can't see it. I can't see it from your perspective. Okay. I will definitely be looking into that. Okay. But back I'll to your picture floors. And send it to you. Because it really is a saga, you guys. Delivered. What was delivered? Something was delivered. Oh, it's not here already, is it? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's getting I excited. Have, okay. Um, just all over the place. Uh, I invested in um, legitimate three-point lighting setup for – it's not here yet. That wasn't what was delivered. It was the batteries. Anywho, I invested in a legitimate three-point lighting setup, um, like a professional, even though I don't – I do Patreon videos, but I don't do that much video content, but I was like, I want – I, it felt like I needed to, like there was a need for me to really invest in upgrading my equipment. So I have a full frame camera for recording, which I'm not currently using. I'm currently using a webcam and um, I have three point lighting so I can do the light in front of me, the light to separate me and the light to illuminate the background. And then I'll probably do a fourth practical light, um, which is like a psychological thing um, to give the audience a reason, like a, a rational source for where the light's coming from. But I'm really excited about it. And I didn't think I was going to be this excited about it. But, like, you know, sometimes when you buy things, the act of buying it is the exciting thing. And then once you get it, it's like, this is this is cool. But you lose that, like, momentum. Well, how long um, have you been doing the research for this piece of equipment, though? Oh, uh, like two years. See, I think that's what yeah. it is. Because you've got the buildup of, like, okay, I've, like, really invested some time into into knowing exactly but what now it that is I that have I want. it, on top of video stuff, I can do photography stuff. And they're, they're full-spectrum RGB lighting. And they're also full-spectrum temperature for whites. So cool whites, dark whites, light whites, warm whites, whatever. And um, it's their battery. So they don't have to have a power source. Well, the power source is the battery. They, they can also be plugged into the wall, but they, they use um, camera batteries. So camera batteries have a longer life and are super affordable and swappable but because they're a battery i can move them where wherever i want and i have all these ideas for photography which i haven't done photography i used to do wedding photography and videography um but i haven't done photography in a long time outside of like cell phone pictures um and i have all of these ideas for like just really artsy dramatic things that i can do now um and Give then, us an idea. What's an idea? So I have this thing about um, the background is illuminated in like a pattern, like a circle or a grid or something. And then the subject is separated from that light. So they're like in front of it, um, kind of like they're like in front of a portal. And then on one side of the face is like a color light, like a blue or a purple or a pink, something that kind of reflects that the energy of that person. So I guess my husband. Um <laughs> he's gonna be my guinea pig <laughs> yeah she's like there's gonna be so many pictures of him after this <laughs> and then the other light um because i have three-point lighting um i want to do um i want to to rig up a way to do like a single point of light right down their face in a really dramatic way but i have so many ideas um this will be this will be there. So I'm visiting. La, 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 la. I'm visiting in October. I still need to look at uh, Costa plane tickets. That would be a good thing. We have to not check looked out. at that. Yeah, let's check that out. Um, but that would be. We should take um, pictures for shit, like yeah. of us together for things. Oh, for stuff right. and things. Yeah, 
uh-huh. oh, for like our website and our uh-huh. stuff. Because you were talking about portals and you're going to have this fancy fucking See, I was thinking you were going to do – I had this idea for doing like a soul portrait where we like do something artsy and it's like a literal picture, but like the way we light it and set it up is kind of like reflective of your energy in that moment. So you literally have like a, a capturing that energy. It was what I was picturing for you, but also that idea. Yes, we should definitely do promotional this, pictures. Why would that not be promotional? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this and that. Um, I, I just got to show you. I laid this freaking towel down. On, oh, that's that's just my side. I laid this towel down on the ground. Can you see him? Yeah. I laid, kitty, kitty. Sorry, guys. I'm going away from the microphone here. I laid this towel down on the ground so my cat would lay down on it because cats do that. And I thought maybe if I lay a towel down, he'll get calm. And uh, and instead, he wrapped himself up in it. I don't even know how that was possible. And is now cocooned, burritoed inside <laughs> this He's also having a cozy cast. He's, he's literally having a cozy cast. Um, cozy cat. Cat. <laughs> um, but uh, promotional, yeah. But also, why not promotional that's actually ref- like? Mm, magic and reflective in the moment. Oh, this is making me realize I have a story for everybody. That that'll be fun to tell. But I still want to talk about your floors. And while you talk about your floors, I want to see how much it costs to come where you are. Me. Yes, I'm gonna figure um, this out. Let me. I'm gonna text you what airport you're going to. Okay, Just to not like good. blow up my exact location to everyone. <laughs> yeah. So this airport is in the city that's beside us, and it's like 10 minutes from me, so I could pick you up from it. Oh, that's nice. Whenever you come to visit me, it's going to be quite a little car trip. <laughs> yeah, it is super nice to have like a, a major airport. Or not major, but medium airport near us. Um, so flooring. We finally did the thing. We've been on this wonderful trajectory where like um, we've been doing stuff around the house. We've been getting it done. Like The final doom pile was tackled last week. Um and everything is really coming together and the flooring has been kind of like a, a hold up for us as i've discussed four million times but we did it we went to a place we looked at floors we picked out floors we had someone come over and they brought out like some of the floors that we liked and we laid them down next to our tile and we were like these are the floors and we weren't super fussy about it we were in and out we were decisive which that is a big deal for us we were decisive and we've done the math. I love math. I've done spreadsheets. I had it down to like an exact estimate of what I thought it would be. Um, and then I added a little bit extra because I don't know exactly what their labor costs are. I don't know exactly what their removal costs are, so on and so forth. And we had a maximum budget of $5,000 was like our, I uh, would really love for it to not cost $5,000, but if it did, it was fine. And then we were looking at maybe it being closer to 3500 And we were like, that's awesome. We have extra money in our like remodel budget because this is all cash that we're paying all for all of these renovations in cash. Um, and <laughs> it wasn't 3500 It wasn't 4500 which was our like secondary guess based on things. Um because the tile, or not the tile, the flooring we picked out was like 30 cents more than what we had originally thought we were going to go with. It was like $5,600. And it's so disheartening because we were decisive. We took action. And um, 
now we have to start it all over again and get another quote because I'm for quality work. I might pay for it, but I think it. I might also just go with carpet instead of wood at this point now. I'm disheartened as well because these tickets are way more than I thought. I'm like, what the fuck? They're like $600. Why? So now I'm just looking at... Um, what the how- heck? Oh, that's a long drive. Yeah, it is. I've 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 looked at it whenever I was going to oh, drive no. out to see you. Why is that such a long drive? Because I'm in the Midwest and you're on the coast. Why is it such a long drive, though? (laughs) Whatever. We're going to learn how to teleport. It's going to be fine. So these new floors, though. So different quote. What's crazy is like when I looked at tickets to you, it was like 300. That's why I'm confused. That's why I was like, well, my phone's at 6% and clearly we're recording a podcast right now. So it's not super entertaining for me to be looking at my phone. But um, I was like, that can't be right. So I was going to start to search other like airports in my area and whatnot. I'm like, that can wait. That can be for another time. Well, if you can't come, that sucks. But we we can make it work next year. Well, either way. Oh, I get it. Because it's, oh, whoa. In my brain, I'm like, well, I'm not going to wait a whole year. And then I heard, I know. And then I heard that and I'm like, whoa, it's coming up. That's insanity. Maybe I'll just take the van. Maybe I'll drive out to see you and take the van and get a Starlink and work from the road. It would be a beautiful trip. I um, originally, when I was going to come out for your ceremony, um, I had like planned out a road trip where I was going to take two weeks and really like stop and enjoy things and have like a whole experience and then do the retreat for your ceremony. And um, that could still be next year too. Theoretically right now it is scheduled for next year. So we'll see. It's an online invite though. So it's relatively easy to edit, but um, yeah, well that would be, I would love it if you would come next year regardless. Yeah. That would be I would awesome. need notice in advance so I can plan though, because I only have two weeks of vacation. Mm. I don't know that you would want to use it for that because I know you want to do stuff with your hubby. I, well, I, would he be open to a yoga retreat? Because that could be fun. I mean, he does do does he want yoga. To meet a group of of fantastical individuals. I don't know that he <laughs> wants to meet anyone. Yeah, well, a lot of us don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not against anybody at all. It's just like peopling is. I just, I love, okay. So I I was watching something that made me cry and I really do have a story for you guys too. That's pretty fantastic. That has to do with this podcast producing position that I'm now doing because it didn't even occur to me that like, well, I'll tell you in a second. Um, I was listening to this neurodivergent TikTok, right? Where Megan and I are both on that. And um, this woman was talking about social norms and how her group of friends, like the majority of them are neurodivergent and everyone's different. And um, and they they have a group rule where if you don't want to participate in anything, you just don't, you just don't have to. And everybody's aware of like their weird tics. And they were talking about how this one girl uh, comes over and her thing is to just snuggle with the dog on the couch because she doesn't have, yeah, she doesn't have her own pet. And this friend group 
and the house that they were hanging out, there's a dog. So it's just like, oh, there's Angelina. She's going to go snuggle the dog. And it's like known that she doesn't interact with people until she regulates her nervous system. And she wants to hang out with people, but she's also nervous about being in a group. So she goes and snuggles the dog for like 20 minutes or whatever. And nobody bothers her and nobody, nobody says anything. And then when she's done, it's like, okay, now I'm ready to communicate. And um, if like someone's playing a game and someone's st- – Uh, Oh, this was the other thing. This is the part that made me cry. The part that made me cry was that, I don't know why this is such a big deal for me, but that they will have, you and I would do this. They will have um, get togethers where they all just have other things to do. Like, um, Like, for example, I would call Megan and I'd be like, Hey, I need to clean my house and I'm not cleaning it. And, uh, and I just, I need to clean my house and like, I don't need you to clean it, but will you come over and like bring your work and like work while I clean? And, um, and then they'll be like, yeah. And so then everybody's just doing their own thing, but they're doing it together. So like one person might be playing a video game. One person might be cleaning. One person might be doing work like schoolwork or whatever. And they just coexist, but together. And that to me was like, I want that specifically that. I don't want to be engaging in something with you. I want to be doing something next to you. Yes. Um, parallel play is what that's called. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. It is my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. I don't necessarily have to be like, and I grew up with not a lot of friends, but the friends I did have that this is how we hung out and we didn't have like verbiage for what it was, We but we weren't actively doing a thing together. We were usually like they were playing a game and I was drawing or whatever. And then in my marriage, this is how we hang out. And that's one of the reasons why like we spend so much time together is not because we're like, we're watching something together or reading the same thing or doing the same thing. Sometimes like we're just in our own separate worlds, but just near one another. And that feels like intimacy to me that you can like drop your guard and just relax and do what you want to do. But together, and if you were close, I would 100% come over and body double for you so you could clean. Or, body doubling. That's what yeah. they called it. They called it body doubling. Yes. And I was like, I have never heard of this before. But that that's – I would love that. Absolutely. Hmm. I don't need someone here to help me clean. Um, in fact, like I like to be alone when I clean. I don't even like my partner to be here when I clean. I just like – I like to be in my own little world. Um, but there are other things that would be super awesome for, for me, like, um, cooking, like you don't have to help me cook, but if you're just sitting at the counter and we can like hang out and talk and listen to music and have like, you would just exist over here and you, I get to feed you samples. I am the best at that. (laughs) I am the best at sitting and watching people cook and talking to them and prepping. I'm, I'm a good prep chef. I'm good at cutting things and, uh, and making conversation. Yeah. I finally cooked here. I know I must feel like I'm home again because uh, I haven't I haven't cooked like cooked a full on meal for myself uh, without anyone else present for like I don't know years. So yeah. Oh, did you not know that? Yeah, like no. actually cook myself a meal. Yeah. I don't know. I have this. I don't know if it's like an ADD thing or an anxiety thing or what, but I, yeah, I just don't cook for So like if I'm eating, this is actually something I'm becoming more aware of that I would very much like to change. 
um, is what I put into my body. Um, and I, and this happened. So in 2020, I lost a little too much weight and I was just stressed out and overwhelmed as we all were. Right. And I stopped eating and I would stop eating for like days at a time. Um, and I would just hyperfixate on things and work. And then I got really thin, like the thinnest I've ever been. And my weight fluctuates quite a bit. Like it has fluctuated in the past, like 50 pounds. And, um, so then when I started eating again, it was like any calorie is a good calorie because I was, uh, my, my mom calls me, is it my mom or, or Jess? One of my close people calls me a bubblehead when I get that thin. Cause my head's like too big for my body. And, um, I'm like, okay, this, this means I need to eat. And then I was just started eating everything, like everything in sight. Cause I got hungry again. And then I just couldn't stop eating. So then I gained the weight back and now I'm a normal weight again, but I'm, I still have that mentality of any calorie is a good calorie, but that's not the case anymore because now I'm back to a decent weight and, and I'm not overweight by any stretch, but like just now it's time to pay attention to quality <laughs> over quantity. Like what am I actually putting into my body? And so I would very much like to focus more on eating better, but point being, I wasn't cooking for myself and haven't for a long time. I don't know what that's about. Easy. So what quick do you do stuff. for food then? Um, well, let's be honest. So usually it looks like I'll wake up and I'll drink coffee and I'll have water and I'll work. And then around two or three in the afternoon will hit and I'll start to be hungry. So then I will go to the store and get like a, like a pre-made like sandwich or salad or something like that. Or I'll actually go like get some sort of fast food. I'm in a new city with, with new things. So I'm still navigating that, but, um, mm, yeah. And then that will be like my one meal. So I'll usually eat like one meal and Oh, is it here? So usually, yeah, uh, the UPS is outside, so it's here. Um, oh, it is? You, you guys, her lighting just got delivered. Give her a minute. This is exciting. Wait, no, not, no, not the batteries. Okay. Well, that's it. That's it, though. And then I'll, and then a lot of times um, at night, I will then wake up at 2 a.m., pretty standard, and eat everything I can find, like literally just anything and everything I can find. So I'll go into the kitchen and, uh, the other night it was, uh, peanut butter, bread and honey. And I'm like half asleep when this is happening. So I'm not really awake and aware of what's going on. Um, or like cashews or, uh, like chips or just whatever I can shove into my mouth while I'm half asleep. And, um, and that's, yeah. And then the next day, uh, I might feel really crappy cause I didn't eat very good. And then I'll start off the day with like, a half a avocado. One of my favorite things is uh, eating avocado for breakfast with salt or like tomato and balsamic. That's bomb or eggs. So if I am going to eat healthy, it happens in the morning and, uh, and I'm, yeah, but it definitely, I don't know. I'm feeling it in a way I've never felt it before. Like my physical body is screaming at me. Like I am conscious and awake and aware. Will you please, for the love of God, feed me fuel and not shit like we love you and we care about you and we're not judging you, but also good Lord, like feed me food woman. And, uh, and I hear my body and I say, yes, I hear you and I will work on that. And then I hyper-focus on work for three hours and forget again. So 
that's been my sort of process. Um, I've been lucky enough to have partners uh, feed me. And I'm not going to lie about that. I, I realize now it's sort of what an awakening I had the last two days that any partner I've ever had, I've been dependent on them to, for like sustenance and food. They all cook for me. And when they're gone, like uh, my current partner's gone for like days at a time um, because he still works in the old town that we lived in. So he'll go uh, back there to work for three days and uh, and I can feed myself fine. That's what's weird. During that time frame. I do much better. I do significantly better than when someone else is around because my brain just goes, they will make food for you. Do not worry about it. Take a nap. <laughs> so that's not healthy, but working on it. These are things to work on in 2022 and 2023. Um, so when it comes to food, I have similar focus issues, like hyper focus issues when it, um, if I'm working on a project or I'm working or whatever, I forget, I forget that I'm thirsty. I forget that I'm hungry. I forget that I have to pee. Um, I will, what I'm doing is what I'm doing and I'm, I'm super into it. And, um, then all of a sudden it will hit me like I am dying is what it feels like. Um, and then I try to keep snacks in the kitchen that are like easy to grab. So like nuts, um, celery, granola, things that I can just like grab a handful of. Well, I'm not grabbing a handful of celery. You can just grab like one celery. But yeah. <laughs> um, and so that way when I hit that, I have something to eat really quickly. Because if I don't eat and I'm in survival hunger mode, um, two things are going to happen. One... I'm going to binge eat um, everything in my house. Two, I'm going to DoorDash and spend $80 on food. And then I'm going to take like four bites of it and be full and have wasted. And then that's not just for me. It's for my partner too. <laughs> $80. But you get what I mean. Like I, I make dumb decisions when I get to a certain ravenous point. And I also get really indecisive and overwhelmed by options. Um. So preparing things in advance are helpful for me. Having things already cut up is helpful for me. Things that are accessible and easy um, when I get into ravenous mode. Because sometimes I have to like eat a snack before I can eat a meal. So I can calm my brain down and my stomach down and be like, okay, you're not dying. <laughs> you are fine. Um, what is the amount of food you actually want? Instead of like the amount of food that I feel like I want in that, that exact moment. Um, a big thing that's helped me in general is um, I grew up in a diet culture household where my mom was always dieting and everybody was always dieting. And so <sighs> I assigned like a lot of value to certain foods. So I had to work through like food being morally neutral and now, now that I'm like through a lot of that, that relationship with like what food is, food is fuel, full, food is neutral. There's no good, there is no bad. Um, you don't have to deny yourself of something, but you don't also have to eat like 40 pounds of the thing <laughs> or like a whole thing of Oreos in one sitting with your partner. But um, now that I've worked through a lot of that, we're looking at like what makes our bodies feel good. So we're cutting back on like dairy and red meats and stuff not that we're perfect we do feel a lot better and there are days where we're um making or weeks usually it's like a stressful week when we get into like mcdonald's mode hmm. mm -hmm. that's my partner's like go to i'm stressed like crap food minus taco bell 
personally. Um, That's sort of what I'm starting to realize is I think it's much more, how do I explain this? That the microbes, I don't know that that's the right word, but the things living in my stomach that feed off of sugar um, are living inside my brain. Have you ever uh, read the Animorph series? When I was a kid, I don't remember yeah. a lot about it. Okay. There's like this little worm that goes inside the brains of people and then controls them. And to me, it feels very much like my gut is just super out of balance and that there's a, like a little thing in my brain that screams at me to eat sugar and mass amounts of it. And then it's satiated and then it will go to sleep and kind of like, mm, and then go away. And then it will wake up at like 2 a.m. and be like, feed me, feed me now. And then weird things happen with that. Like last night, I was I sweat, I was sweating. Like I woke up in a puddle of sweat. Um, so yeah, just this is just me, I guess, being brutally honest about my unhealthy eating habits. But um, but I mean, that's the first thing, right? Looking at it so that you can change it. For me, I don't even know what my I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. There's some sort of disconnect there where I'm not changing it. I think it's probably because of my weight, if I'm going to be brut like brutally honest, because I was overweight for so long. So I was overweight for a really long time and everything that I ate mattered, like it really mattered, right? And now I seem to be able to eat whatever I want and still maintain like the same sort of right. weight. Yeah. And, uh, and so... It's really hard. For, maybe I just love food a lot or sweets. I don't know. Whatever. It feels like there's an imposter in my brain that convinces me to eat sugar. And, uh, and sugar's it's an, a hard I mean, it's one. addiction, right? It's, a, it's yeah. an addiction. Yeah. Just like anything else. Um, so I can be rational about it and set up all the plans in the world. But until I really have a like a system in place and support to be accountable, I don't think it's going to really help out. I, did, I had a Fitbit for a while. You know what I did find? to be super helpful for anyone out there that's trying to watch what they're eating. Um, and this is again, all because I want to feel better physically. It's really not about losing weight. Although I do like I struggle with the body dysmorphia stuff and all of that, but really it's, I just want to feel better in my body. Um, one thing that has helped me in the past is taking pictures of food, of everything that I'm eating in a day, and then making a collage at the end of the day of all those pictures of food so that I can see it with my eyes. Like this is what I ate today. And then uh, for me in the moment of eating, it makes me more uh, apt to like pick up something that's healthy and good for me because I know that I'll be looking at that at the end of the day. So, you know, it makes eating two Snickers bars less appealing. So I'm going to have to look that's at that before I go to sleep. a lot of like energy sleep. focused on like food and like the value of food. Mm -hmm. Well, not value, but... Um, to see it, I guess I should be, well, I don't, whatever. I don't care what you guys think about what I eat, but, um, <laughs> but I, I should be more clear and it's about healthy, like, mm -hmm. uh, like mm, giving my body the nutrients it needs. So there are definitely days where like, all I eat is an ice cream sandwich and a drumstick and a bag of chips and three energy drinks right? So then if that's all I ate in a day, seeing that side by side as a picture is like, okay, this is, this needs to be addressed, <laughs> you know? Whereas if you're just eating the thing mindlessly, it's easy to be like, I don't know, later. I'll worry about that later. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't have like the 
the world's best relationship with food, but I've, I've worked on it a lot. And what helps me personally make like healthier decisions, like for my body, it's usually when I think about, um, how I'll feel tomorrow. Like I'm thinking about future Megan. So if it's, if I'm like going to have a dairy heavy day, I have, I like ask myself, like, how do you want to feel tomorrow? Is tomorrow a day where you could feel really bad because you ate a pound of cheese the day before? Um, or is that charcuterie board going to make you feel good tomorrow? And yes, it matters in the moment. Like, do I feel good in the moment? And am I happy? But I also really try to be mindful of, the inner because it's the fuel that I'm putting into my body to propel me for the next day so when I think about how eating that pizza or those cheese sticks or that Taco Bell or the charcuterie board or the mac and cheese or whatever it is or the steak steak's been a challenge I like steak but um the steak's going to hurt the steak's going to hurt tomorrow if I'm being honest what does steak do to you? If do, I just want you all to hear too what my body loves, because I want to hear what your body loves, Megan. Yeah. If I'm eating what my body actually wants, it's carbs and red meat. What my body wants is sugar, carbs, red meat, grease. Like it sometimes, and it my mental health also factors into that. So if I'm having a really stressful bad week, those get turned up to eleven, and that those like what my body wants and okay there's what my body wants and what my body wants that you get what i mean like the inflection right sorry i meant like what my like if my brain weren't involved like your goblin brain no what i was talking about is like what because it's counterintuitive like what my body like if i could eat chicken and rice Mm -hmm. every day so my go-to for if i'm trying to pay so like when i had ibs um and my stomach that's a probably also that I don't know. I seem to have resolved some mental health issue that made my stomach have me have perpetual diarrhea. And so like, I don't know, for me, it's just like what I can eat, whatever I want. And so I'm kind of acting like a two year old still like in an adult's body. Um, but no, if my stomach could have what it actually wants, if my body could eat what it would want, it would look like a uh, chicken curry and white rice all day, every day, literally. Like in it, and it would be totally happy and totally fine. And that's like veggies, rice, and chicken that I don't ever get sick of it. My body loves it and it gets everything it needs from, yeah, chicken, rice, and veggies. That's it. One of my favorite things in the whole wide world is you get a bunch of different kinds of vegetables and roast them in the oven at 425 for like 30, 35 minutes, depending on the vegetables, maybe 40. If it's like a, like a lot of like carrots and stuff, roast any amount of vegetables. It doesn't even matter what the vegetables are. Just get a bunch of different kinds and roast them and then put them on white rice and you can add meat or whatever to it. But that so good. Or you could do like a noodle, like a, like a rice noodle. Teriyaki sauce. Stir fry is my other. Yeah. I used to, when I I did eat, when I did eat decent, I did meal prep. Um, I don't know. This is something that's it's time to be figured out. It didn't even occur to me that I needed to be. Here's what's really happening, guys. I've been in survival mode the last two years, and I'm finally in a home again, like with a kitchen, and my finances are figured out, and I'm able to actually breathe, which is hilarious because I actually feel like I can't breathe. I've been dealing with some anxiety issues related to my breathing. Um, but I think it's because I can actually breathe for the first time. So I'm paying attention to my freaking breathing and I'm like, Oh gosh. But, um, 
Wait, we need to talk about your light. Megan's light got delivered. Did he bring it in? Did hus- husband bring it in? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I heard the doors open, so I think so, but okay. they're not responding to my texts. Mm. Mm. I did send you a picture of last night's veggie teriyaki. Oh, I want to see that. Um, point being, I, w- I was just saying that it's t- oh wow that looks so good it's time to uh it's time to love the the toddler that's living inside of me who's been eating whatever she has wanted for the last year and a half two years and uh nourish my inner parent and start really feeding myself again and i did make last night tortellini and chicken and salad with avocado and cucumber and all the things. So we're getting there. That's really good. And I'm we're really proud there. of you. I just didn't realize that you weren't I, – I know that your eating habits are kind of similar to mine where they're sporadic and it involves like whatever. But I always like pictured you having a bunch of <laughs> items in your fridge. I never like pictured you being like a super chef because I know that your partner does a lot of the cooking. But I always pictured you having like um, – so like prepackaged like lemon ricotta ravioli that you just like throw in a pan and have like a little sauce, um, like that sort of thing where it's like quick and easy, but it is food that you're making for yourself. And I never pictured you like every day for lunch going to get a pre-prepared sandwich. That's uh yeah, that's future me and past me. Past me was definitely that way. And future me is that way. There's literally, I, I, I hope... I don't know why I feel the need to explain this so much. I think it's because other people out there are going through the same thing and there's like not really a way there's like, no, it's an addiction, right? So we're literally talking about an addiction here, like an addiction to sugar and an addiction to caffeine. And, um, and to me, it feels like there is very literally a toddler, like ask any, any of my my current partner or any of my past partners, they've all dealt with me. And this is like, there's like a freaking three-year-old living inside me. That's like, this is what I want. And I don't want that. And I only want this. And, um, and it's so weird. It's just so weird. Like I can assert my dominance over that and be like, no, I'm going to make healthier, better, better decisions for myself. But there is this fuck it mentality that just takes over. Where I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I want. Mar, mar, mar. And it's so weird. It's so I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm I'm working on it. I'm listening to her. Would you say that you have a strong aversion to foods that aren't the exact food that you're currently into? Uh, th- like more than that. Yeah. Like like fuck you kind of feeling. Like like mm-hmm. if I'm if I want an ice cream sandwich and someone's like, how about you try, you know, some watermelon? I'm like. So that's a really How about common... we not talk for hours because I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> that's a really common thing with um, people on the spectrum, um, mm-hmm. having safe mm-hmm. foods and being um, really emotionally attached to those foods. And emotion. That's what it is. It's an emotion. And that's why I think yeah. it's so related to addiction, too, because it really is a sugar addiction. Like my, the levels of sugar in my body right now are out of control. So. Cutting out sugar is difficult. I've done it a few times for brief periods of time where I try to reduce the amount of like unprocessed or processed sugars um, that I'm consuming. And I have definitely struggled with that in the past because sugar, sugar makes brain happy. Bringo burr. Um, And especially for like ending a meal, um, like it kind of tells my body like, oh, you had a bite of something sweet. So therefore the meal is complete. And I can mitigate that with like a Werther's or 
a piece of chocolate, like a like a piece of chocolate or something. But if I don't have that sweet bite, then my brain doesn't feel like it knows that dinner is done. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think my mom could attest to that too. She she has a similar thing with her Ghirardelli chocolate, like single individual chocolate bars. Um, Yeah, for me, it's like it's a survival thing for me. Like if I'm in a fight or flight mode and just trying to survive, just trying to make enough money to be okay, just trying to la la la, I'm not going to be satiated with my food. I'm going to be eating for the chemicals it produces. Well, like you remember, um, do you remember when I was having like a really stressful couple of weeks recently? um, Whenever my partner or myself are having like a rough time, um, we fall into these really bad, like it's a couple of weeks where we're making we're making trash decisions. We're talking like Totino's party pizzas, pizza rolls, cup noodles, um, McDonald's, Taco Bell. And like, it's so easy when we have those periods too, to be like, it takes like one word. It's like, oh, we've got this delicious. Cause I, when, when I feel that happening, I try to get healthy, easy options like frozen fish and steamed like fed like frozen vegetables that I can just throw in the microwave things that are super easy to make and I make that accessible to myself because I want to make good decisions but with one word be like "Mm, you know what really sounds good Arby's for some reason and that's all it takes and that's all we can think about whenever we're in those phases and we had a two-week sprint of that recently and um it got to the point where we were laying in bed at like midnight and we were just fantasizing about raw vegetables (laughs) it was like you know it sounds amazing like just some like celery some carrots some bell peppers just like a raw mushroom like and it's so funny that we we pushed it to the point where our body was like please for the love of all things that are good can you give me a fucking vegetable that's I think that that's what it is because I have two speeds right anyone that knows me knows this I have off and on off and on off and on off and on so I'm either going to be and this is same with my health journey so like I I understand how to be healthy it's definitely a part of my past I understand how to do meal plans and meal prep and uh, have a really strong yoga practice and there was a time in my life where I I lost uh, 50 pounds relatively quickly and um, literally knew I was never going to eat a Snickers bar again it was just like I just knew that it was like in my bones I'm like now that I know what it feels like to feel this good I'm never going to allow that like I'm just not it was impossible for me to consume sort of like trash. I think that's a really good example. Let's, let's connect it back to earth. Right. Um, I can't like, once you wake up to certain things, you can't litter. It's like, you just don't, it hurts your freaking soul. You like can't see, and you can't like see trash on the ground if you have the capacity and ability and wherewithal to pick it up and not like pick it up and put it in a trash can. Right. Same sense of awareness I used to have with my body have since lost it. And I'm now just now, now that we're living here and I'm like talking to the trees again and able to be back in my body, I'm like, oh, interesting. But I think similar to emotional stuff um, and like how we grow and evolve and change as people are the way that we nourish our body and the fuel and the things that we like are really important to us 
will also change. So right. I might have three months where I'm like, no meat. And then I might have three months where I feel like in the moment I need to like reintroduce things. Or maybe I am trying to survive a mental health crisis and it's better that I eat than not eat. And that's also like fine and valid as long as I listen to my body and like when I'm done, when I'm done with trash or I'm done with that phase or whatever it is that it like I feel in like my alignment that I'm like I'm done and it's time to move forward. I listen to my body and don't judge my body for needing something in the moment. And then I allow myself, just like I would allow myself to change the podcast format or anything else and then allow myself to transition into that next phase. I think think you hit the nail on the head though because remember how I kept talking about there's this toddler Melissa the adult right Lissa Melissa the adult um is ready she's very ready she's ready to really implement lasting change as evidenced by last night's meal Missa M-I-S-S-A that's my childhood name is like we loved this phase. We're going to miss the Snickers and the ice cream. And look, you haven't even gained any weight. It's no problem. It's fine. You're fine. Look, you're going, you're going for a walk. Who cares? Eat some peanut M&Ms. It's fine. <laughs> you know, so it's just that inner battle. But hey, I did want to, um, I'll loop around this one for forever because I have food issues, right? But I want to tell you guys a story um, because it's so freaking powerful. So Is powerful. Is this the story from above? No, no, you already told us that one. Never mind. Wait, story what? The story you were going to tell us earlier, but I remember no, you, you told this is that it. one. I didn't. This is it. Oh, you did. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? This is eight. That's the ADD. Um, okay. So check it out. So we all know I'm a podcast producer right now. That's like one thing, I, which is hilarious because let's be super clear. Zero producing is done for this podcast on my end zero. I show up and I talk. Megan produces every single piece. So it's really interesting in my mind that then now I have a podcast producing position because one thing that I talked with Megan about endlessly is how I wish I knew how to do what she does. Like there's all this back end stuff that I just don't understand. And now I've been thrown into the fire with like figuring a lot of it out. So, um, okay. I love this position. It's absolutely incredible. It, it feels like it was cherry picked for me. It's just bananas. And, um, when I was in Tahoe for my birthday, the woman who my my friend Kara um, also has a deep connection to Tahoe in the same way that I do. Like, but like we just is Megan gets it. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a literal love affair with this place. Like, I love this place so much. Every time I talk about it, I literally could cry. Um, and Kara is the same. We have this connection to it. And she had given me a shell from Florida. And I knew when I was going to Tahoe, I saw the shell and I was like, oh, I need to bring that for Tahoe. Kara's going to want me to give this to Tahoe. And I did. And I stuffed it with a bunch of crystals and, um, and I like had this shell and I meditated and it was the weirdest, wildest thing. It was just like, hi, Tahoe. Like I'm here representing Kara (laughs) and, um, she loves you so much and she's going to be visiting you soon. And, um, we just love you. And she just wanted, you know, she loves you, but she can't be here right now. And so this is for you. And then I go, I walk out to the water to do, and like when you get connected to the earth in this way, this is just, you do this, you just make offerings. It's like so natural. And, um, and I walked out to bury this shell in the sand and I literally walked out to a hole dug out in the sand at my feet. It was fucking wild. And I looked down and I was just like, how is this here? 
I'll send you, I'll, I'll post it for, for our patrons so that they can see. <clears throat> but I was literally like, this is magic. So I plant it and I bury it and I draw a little eye on the top of it. And that's it. The next day, none of this was figured out until yesterday, by the way, the time the connecting the dots had not happened yesterday, excuse me, the next day. So I plant this. I'm going to, okay, this is going to give me like an energy boost talking about this. Thank you, Tahoe. See, her energy runs through me, even though I'm like so far away. She like wakes me up. Um, if you can see me on camera, you're, you're going to like literally see it. It's fun. <clears throat> it's like clearing out blockages. So the next day, Kara posts this clip. Uh, hey, on our stories on Instagram, she's like, hey, the company I work for is hiring a podcast producer. Uh, if you're interested, hit me up. And I hit her up and I was like, I think I could be qualified for this. I don't know. What do you think? Like, this is all in my wheelhouse. This is all what I'm interested in. She's like, yeah, yeah, check it out for sure. Absolutely. So I applied. Then I forgot about it. Flash forward to being back in Tahoe before the stillness retreat um, in May. So the next month in May, I'm there with my good friend and I'm at Bijou Park, one of my favorite parks. And I get a call from Macklin Connection, the company I now work for. And they're like, tell us about yourself. And I have an interview on the beach in Tahoe. And, uh, and I didn't really know about this company. And in this interview, I get told about how the whole point of the company is uh, for people to learn how to connect to themselves so that they can connect with others and build lasting and authentic relationships in their personal and professional lives. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, this is a job? <laughs> what the fuck? And that this podcast is all about having unique people on that have created something in the world that didn't exist before them and who are stepping outside of like the standard or typical norm to build a life that they want to live for themselves. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, please. And that I would be able to go through there, that I would not only be allowed to, but encouraged to uh, take their online courses and material. And so I was like, sign me up. That was the interview. Then I go to the stillness retreat, co-host that with my partner. We go to Lone Pine for a while and spend some time alone. Two weeks later, I'm back in Tahoe. And in my last week in Tahoe, after spending three weeks there, I get a call from that company. And I'm now in the woods in Tahoe. And I get offered the position. And, uh, and I come home with that job. And so literally just yesterday, it occurred to me, oh my God. Tahoe told me for about six months, honey, just get your damn butt out here. We will take care of the rest. Like she told me that. I'm not joking when I say that. I'm not like, oh, it's like woo woo. It's like, you know, it kind of felt like that. No, like literally Tahoe told me if I just went there and spent time there, she would take care of it. <laughs> and Kara, who's equally as connected. I just can't believe that. I'm like, of course it was Kara. Of course it was Tahoe. Of course it's this job. Like what? So that's my story. I wanted to make a TikTok about it, but there's no way I could fit that <laughs> in three minutes. So it's a really beautiful story, though. And having the outside perspective of, of like witnessing all of this happen, I, I absolutely see the connections. And there were also things that you let go of in yeah. each trip. Yeah. So that that's so beautiful. I'm so glad that we both found the positions that we're in. We were, and, and here's another thing I want to add. I don't think I've said this on the podcast too, but before that, I do just want to note like these lines of energy that run through us that are connected to the earth are so real because I 
just open, honest, and transparent was I'm kind of feeling a little anxious today and my body's doing weird things. And then now like talking about Tahoe, like she connects to me. Like I feel so much better now just from five minutes of spouting off about Tahoe. But um, but this position, so there was a time where I almost accepted a full-time position in person at a treatment program, um, which was also very much based in nature, which was what I was looking for. And um, it made you so anxious. It made me so anxious. Every step of the way, you were so anxious. And then you like decided not to go with that. And whenever it came to this other position, again, from an outside perspective, I felt the anxious energy and I felt the excitement, but also just like being uncomfortable with everything. And it was such a, like, it felt like it's kind of the energy. And then with this other position that you took, it was like, it didn't even require thought. It just, yeah, it was just like, shmi. Yeah. Like there was a little anxiety about like responding. Imposter syndrome. It was imposter syndrome because uh, the title podcast producer, it's the, it was the title. um, When in reality, you guys, like, this is the coolest. It, like, this is what I mean when I say it was cherry picked. Like, if you just let go and allow the universe to do its thing. Like, yesterday, I spent my entire day interviewing people about things that matter to them because we're creating an online uh, course series. And so I'm not even the one on video. I'm literally a cheerleader. Like, I'm a cheerleader for someone that's recording a clip that's going to be part of an online course so that they feel comfortable and capable showing up as themselves on camera. And I'm like, I, I just, yeah, like, what do you need? Do you want to chit chat for a bit? Do you want me to turn my video off? Do you want me to keep it on? Do you want me to turn my sound off? Like, like, just, it's like, ah, just getting, a, being able to show up for someone in that way and help them be comfortable feels so good. But um, it was you, Megan, it was you and the job that you now have. Because I realized that my intention that I set out to the universe when I almost took the job at the treatment program was money. It was just money. I said, it was actually my partner and I got into an argument and in my typical Taurus fucking fashion, I said, well, fine, I'm going to get a job that makes this amount of money and I'm going to do it in this amount of time. Hey, and I did. And it was only about money. It was my intention. Fellow Taurus here can confirm that is our energy. (laughs) But I did it, you guys. Someone challenges me or tells me I can't do something. That is the number one way. Like, and I know, like, if you could trick me, and I would know you're tricking me, and it's not going to stop me because mm-hmm. I still have to prove it, and it's it's a blessing and a curse. I saw a Wikipedia, or no, that's what I'm going to say. I saw a meme once that said, "How stubborn are you?" and it said Taurus, and it's this guy, and he's like, "I once edited a Wikipedia page to to for false information to win an argument I was wrong about." <laughs> Um, But Megan, let's talk about what your intentions were when you were looking for your job. Because what happened was, is Megan got her job. And then I got to see her participate in her job. And I got to really compare and contrast that to the job I was about to take and see that it's not actually what I wanted. And now, and then I set new intentions. And then Tahoe, I don't know, worked magic. I don't know, like they, it happened. So what were your intentions, Megan? Well, that was almost a year ago. So I don't remember the exact ones, but I do remember I wanted to work for a company where what I did mattered because I had worked for a bunch of companies that were bigger and it didn't, I wasn't doing anything that actually made a difference in the world. I wasn't making any sort of impact on anything. I was 
just there and existing and doing meetings and beep booping and it I didn't have any say I didn't make a difference so I, it was important that I like was there and I mattered I wanted to matter I guess is really what it boils down to two I wanted a company that cared about like me as a person um three um it had to be remote that's just like for the rest of my life I, I'm not working in an office ever again unless I'm like volunteering somewhere like an animal shelter or something but um I wanted a flexible schedule which that one came in a very unique way after I had started um and I wanted a company that was kind of in touch with like people being people do you know what I mean and um the company that I work for I can be myself authentically I can be like, you know how you have like your professional persona and like who you really are. I can talk about D and D. I can talk about art in my one-on-ones. I can be like, my mental health is in the crapper this week. I'm really sorry. I messed up. I cried in a meeting once. <laughs> um, I can be like candid and honest about um, being queer. I can be candid and honest about being um, like neurospicy and having mental health issues and burnout. Um, and they are so loving and supportive. And as long as like we get the work done and we're available during like certain hours, we have a lot of flexibility. And when I had a, my grandfather passed away, I struggle. I don't even think I've talked about my grandpa passing away over the summer. Um, he was a big part in like raising me and they were a big part of my support system growing up. But, um, I struggle with people passing away, um, I feel in certain situations like I'm supposed to have an emotion and I'm not always sure what that emotion is or how to express that emotion, especially when it comes to like grief and loss. And um, anytime I've had, like I've, I've had other people pass away in my life. Um, anytime I've had people pass away in my life, like I go to their funeral and I do the thing and I, I might take a day off work if I like need to for the funeral. Um, and I took one day off because he passed away and um they insisted they were like you need to take more time off they were really insistent and supportive of like taking the time to grieve and I I almost felt guilty about it because I was like well I'm not doing any specific thing um but you know it it's nice to feel like someone cares when I don't I don't always know the best way to express things when it comes to that sort of thing. Like, are you supposed to just be sad for a certain number of days? How many days? Grief, grief is not even like a linear process. It comes back up. Like I've, I've had people pass away and be like, okay. And then all of a sudden remember something and then it hits you all over again and it's fresh and it's wounded, you know? I think that's the weird thing about taking time off for grief after some, cause I'm, I'm delayed. Yeah in my like yeah, grief. so it's like if you're taking time off immediately yeah it's like but I don't feel anything yet yeah like why can't you just have like within the next six months here or three days because it takes me probably a week or so to really even process the loss if I'm mm-hmm. being honest mm-hmm. um and then there are days where like where, why can't you just have like holy shit it just hit me that they're not here anymore <sighs> 
I'm going to do that. If I ever have employees, if they have someone pass away, they'll get obviously like the travel time and the funeral time off, but you also get days off for grief when it comes up. Yeah. I love that grief. When, yeah. As it comes up, cause it, it comes out of nowhere. I, um, when you first started talking, I knew that I, I write all my intentions down. That's how I manifest them. So I'm always like literally always writing down intentions. Um, the fact that I haven't in a couple of days is actually a red flag. Um, I will be doing that again today. So <clears throat> ideal job slash career. If I'm employed by someone else written, February 28th of 2022. <laughs> um, so long before, long before I got my job. Um, fun working environment, like-minded people, upbeat, always learning, ability to take six weeks off a year if I wanted to, fully paid medical, dental, and vision. That's actually not part of this job. I'm a, an independent contractor. I should point that out. Uh, lots and lots of room for growth, part-time and or partially remote options, like-minded people committed to harmony and growth. <laughs> I mean, outside of the benefits. Yeah. Well, I'm not an employee. That's important. Yeah. But yeah, and it gets more specific than that, but that's just what I found while you were talking. I think that my point here is... Um, when we intend, so many of us know what we don't want. So many of us know with such clarity what we don't want. And when I could hear Megan's speech, when I could hear her speak with such clarity and what she did want for her job and her position, and then when I saw her actually get it, like if you had a list, right? It's like, check, 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 literally just like my list. And actually, February, it's possible. And when you intend, when you like actually write down your intentions, it does something where it allows your brain to like click into the thing when it happens, where it's like, oh, this is it. As opposed to this is not it, because your brain can also be looking for that too. I, I'm just so glad. I'm so proud. I'm so happy for us. And we did so much we this did last so year, much. Megan. And We've like, done so much. Thinking about where I was. Um, so remember when I had the sads, the real, the real mm -hmm. bad burnout sads and mm -hmm. um, didn't want to continue living anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I came across that note where it was like, just come up with, cause I like, I wrote out a whole thing and no, I didn't write out a whole, okay. That sounds like I like made a note. No, it's I the opposite like, of what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wrote, I was trying to come up with like reasons why like I should like keep going like one more day, one more thing. Like I was trying to pump myself up and I found that note recently and I was like, I could feel how different that energy is from where I am now. So different. And I, and also just for anyone that's newer, we are open and candid about unaliving ourselves and talking about that because we both understand that, um, it happens uh, yeah, life's and we both, hard and yeah. mental health is hard. And I I never want someone to feel lesser than just because like for a couple of days, maybe they weren't super into this whole thing. Yeah. That's okay. And, it's, and being able to talk about it and especially talk about it with people that, okay. So as someone who has seriously contemplated that myself, it's like so frustrating because it's nice to be able to talk to a friend that understands who's not going to then have their own emotional response to what I'm saying, right? It's like, you can just hear it and be like, well, let's talk. Like, let me hold space. Like what's going on? 
and vice versa, where I think that so many people are just so sensitive to the thought of, oh my God, someone not being alive anymore that, or like, oh my God, you're suicidal, that they then take it and make it about themselves and how that information is impacting that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, when it has happened and it has been like a serious consideration, um, cause that's definitely been like, there's like the mild, like, oh, I don't really want to do this anymore. And then there's like the, Ooh, I really don't want to do this anymore levels, you know? Yeah. And anytime I've been like way up here, um, it's not anybody's fault. It's not any certain thing. It's usually like a, an amount of overwhelm and, yeah. um, pain and just being generally like, just kind of done and over with a lot of stuff, but it's never like, so-and-so did this thing and I'm mad at them. Like that would be a dumb reason to even feel that way. Mm-hmm. That's not, what That's I mean not what it was is. like literally the, um, <clears throat> like I experienced this with my, with my parents a lot when I was a teenager, like I'd yeah. be trying to communicate my emotions. What I mean is, uh, how do I explain this? Like wanting to communicate that I don't want to live. Not that I'm, not that I'm making the decision to die, but the, to communicate the feeling that I do not want to live because this is hard and my emotions are unbearable and I don't know how to be human anymore. And then the response to that being such a deep seated fear that, I, so I had a, a cousin complete suicide when she was 17 and just the world's sweetest, sweetest girl. So kind, so sweet and nobody expected it. And so, um, then being met with an overwhelming fear from my parents that that might actually happen. So then now it became save her. And it's like, God damn, it's not, I just wanted to talk about my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know? I never want to be saved. I never want anyone to like come in and like do a thing. There isn't a thing even that could be done. Exactly. Nine times out of 10, yeah. what I want to do is I want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. I want to have time to process whatever emotion because it takes me a while to like identify and really isolate and work through whatever it is that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And I want someone, if you're going to do something to like help me or save me, what would really help me the most is taking on the responsibility of maybe like make sure I have some food, make sure I have a drink. Um, don't make me cook or clean. Mm-hmm. And that exact moment, like maybe like help with some like I just need I just need a little help with like household stuff probably and I want to be left alone more than anything. Yeah. But I want to feel safe and I want to feel like cared about, but I also don't need you to like take off work and fly across the country and do yeah. some big dramatic thing. That would make me feel so much worse. Oh, that's my like my number one. If anyone ever wanted to show me that they really really love me, like they really love me, the the way that 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 would look for me is um because i'm uh really extreme in my emotions would be for me to be able to feel exactly how i feel and for that to manifest how it manifests without affecting the other individual like to know that someone could just coexist in in the same vicinity or in the same environment and that i can be extremely anxious or extremely overwhelmed or very sad or feeling like life is too much to handle and to know that they're just fine that they're like yeah that sounds like it's really hard and i'm so sorry you're going through that but then for them to literally not be affected <laughs> by my emotions for them to just be able to stay stable because it does feel like in my orbit people are, can be really impacted by my extreme emotions, especially like period emotions for me are out the window. But um, 
uh, yeah, that to me is such a beautiful expression of love because it shows that, uh, and I'm not talking about actions. I don't mean like, obviously if I'm yelling at somebody, someone's going to have a response to that. I just mean me being like, I'm feeling really anxious and overwhelmed and today's a really hard day. And then people like being affected by that. It's like, why do you have to be affected by that? Like, can't you yeah, just, it feels like you, like you don't want them to like problem solve your thing. They just want, right. you want them to hear or you. Or take it on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or have my it partner, like, affect them. Yeah. My partner and I have, um, over the years where we've like, cause we're, 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 we're a little neurospicy. We're, we're a little anxious. We got, we got things <laughs> going on. Um, and we've learned over time, like the best way to handle things and, obviously there's room for improvement because there's always room to like improve things. But overall, like if my partner's having something, you know, I can directly ask like, what is the best way that I can support you? What is it that you need in this moment? And I know like certain things that I can do to help. And I know certain things to avoid very strongly that could make it worse. Um, but we don't, it doesn't have to be a problem solving things nine times out of 10. It's just like having, allowing them to feel the way that they feel allowing them to feel it as deeply as they need to feel it and then providing support when they need it. And you don't need to necessarily be involved or try to resolve it or fix it. Sometimes because I am, a, I'm a fixer. I know I'm a fixer and I don't want to be a fixer all the time, but I do know like my instinct is to like, Oh, I, I can do that. I can fix that for you. Um, but having the understanding that you can't, you can't fix someone that is in crisis. You can't fix someone that is like really anxious and they don't know why they're anxious. They're just anxious. You can't magically take that away from them. But what you can do is show up for them and hold space for them and be available if they need you and not being pushy if they don't need you because it's not your thing. It's not for you to take on, you know? And like holding center for yourself. Yes. Like so much yes to everything you said. The way that I see it is literally like, imagine that I'm standing there with a can of paint and I have spilled the paint all over myself. Like it's everywhere. And I'm having a panic attack because I now have in my, in my mind, this paint is yellow. I now have yellow paint all over and it's like, and it's like paint that's toxic, right? That like can injure me. And so I yell out to Megan and I'm like, Megan, oh fuck. And I'm like, come, come help me. I've got paint everywhere. It's like the difference between having a friend stand next to you and explain, okay, this isn't, this is, this is a lot. Let me, how can I, do you want to get in the shower? Would you like some towels versus they just start like getting paint on themselves, trying to get it off of you. And then they start to get nervous because now they're covered in this toxic paint too. It's like a big energetic difference between just showing up and holding space and being like, I see that you're covered in toxic paint, my friend. This is a problem <laughs> versus, yeah, just like diving in. And then now, now it's a problem for everyone. And I'm not, and, and I love my parents so much and they absolutely did the best they could. And I don't know that I would have been able to parent me. And I, at this point in time, have decided not to have children. Um, and I think a big reason of why I've decided not to have children is because of the type of child I was. So prayers to them seriously. But, um, but that was a lot of my experience in, uh, in adolescence was like the toxic paint was on all of us now and we were all freaking out. And then, and then I still wasn't seen or heard. And it's like, damn it. I just wanted to ex express some feelings here. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of mine, like my childhood stuff is just wanting to feel legitimately seen and cared for. 
um, which that was a thing I just recently had to reprocess all over again because I had a dream um, the other day where I was um, I was bitten by a spider on my leg and um, it like the skin was like coming off and it was having a bad reaction and there was like neon green like toxic green ooze coming from it and literally no one noticed and I was like screaming like to everyone I saw I would show them and be like this is a problem someone please help me and then as I was telling you about it I remembered that thing happened except I mean it wasn't as like graphic it was a dream obviously it was over exaggerated but I had a spider bite and the skin and the muscle was atrophying and like I could stick my finger in my leg and no one took me to the doctor or cared and that is how I like I had to go through those emotions again where at the root of everything that I want I want someone to see me like see me as a person and I want to feel safe and secure and cared for I commit to seeing you as you you do more than like most people have ever like as we were just talking about all of that stuff, when I was going through that, your immediate thing was like, totally get it, understand it, here to talk if you want to talk. And it was never a big dramatic thing. And that's like the best, most comforting feeling ever. Isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> so I, uh, you, you and another friend of mine both hold space for me in that way where it's just like, <sighs> just having that presence is calming in and of itself is like, you're not going to freak out? Okay. Like I can breathe. But well, just like um, with partners and stuff too. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you want to bitch about your partner. You want to bitch about your job. You want to bitch about a parent. You want to really rant and rave and you want to be mad. And I feel like a lot of times I've encountered people be like, oh, well, just because I'm like upset in this moment doesn't mean like I'm leaving or I'm changing this thing or I'm whatever. And then I always have to remind people, except for you, like <laughs> – it's healthy to rant and vent and do these things. And just because you feel this way right now doesn't mean you feel that way forever. The whole intention with this was just so you could get it out and feel better. I don't think that like, I'm not going to immediately advocate for like, leave his ass or (laughs) whatever. Like I'm not going to pressure you into making like taking action based on the fact that you felt a certain way for 20 minutes. That Mm -hmm. would be so dumb. And I think that a lot of people in other situations are like, Oh, well you're mad at him or her or them and you've had a really bad interaction and you guys had a fight and so therefore everything is ruined forever no i was actually talking with a with a with someone else about this recently because they reached out to me and they were like okay i have some relationship stuff going on and i need to talk to somebody about it and um and i just need someone who's not going to be biased and who's not going to try and sway me one way or another and what i should do and i was like dude i don't even know that i could if i tried like and also why would anyone want to that's so wild to me that someone would want to influence your decisions in that way because it's like how do you feel how do you feel but um hold on i was going to say something about what we were talking about and i want to back up what were we just talking about? Beep, beep, beep. I don't beep, know. Beep, beep. We'll just get being – oh, I uh, that there we go. I commit to always seeing you. I know that you want to play with your – not play with, but like install your light. Um, so I will be – this is – but I wanted to end on this. I have a request essentially for all of you. I would like – and yeah, I would like to be held accountable um, to the things I brought up on this podcast that I myself am working on because – this literally is like me um, 
the reason I'm being open, honest, and vulnerable about things I personally am ashamed about is because I finally feel like I'm in a, in a place, oh, ringing in my ear, in a place in my personal life where I um, <clears throat> am capable of addressing it. Whereas before I was kind of in survival mode and literally just trying to survive. So um, I'm going to pay attention to uh, what I'm eating in the next couple of weeks, like really just pay attention to it in general. And then we can have a little chit chat about it next time and see if anything's any different. I also am wondering, cause you were just talking about your dreams when you were a child. Um, I've been getting some wild downloads about the dream space, as you know, and I would love to make an intention to kind of if nothing else, just write down in our notes section in our phone, like a couple sentences from our dreams if we think of it and if we remember them between now and the next podcast we record so that we can talk about our dreams next time because um, it's only going to get weirder. <laughs> it's only going to get weirder. And I think that this would be a fun platform to like address it and talk about it. I think that would be good. I can, I can make, I can agree to those things. But like, let's talk about food, literally, because I know that you cook on a regular basis. I love and I to think cook. That I if cook I, so much. Yeah, and I and I think if we talk more about what we're eating, like it's normal, like normal people it do. It might help you. It, it might help me seriously. I can Just do like that. Uh, like body doubling, but on a podcast. <laughs> I also can do that like via text too, because I I don't. I you know how people like take pictures of their food and they post it because they're like really proud that they made the thing. Um, I. I make really good things all of the time. So it's normal to me. It's not like a big deal to be like, oh, I made this bread from scratch or I made this the sauce from scratch or the soup or I made like pasta and She's turned not into kidding. a thing. I Tell do this. about your soda. Wait, you made or or you made some coffee drink the other day that you were telling me about. Yeah, keep sending me stuff like that. That's what I like to but hear. I can, I wanna I can actually start documenting it and telling you about stuff. So maybe you also want to do the the thing. What's what coffee did it make? I make coffee all the time. Um, yeah, I know I had a lavender syrup. Lavender. Oof. I don't know that I want to drink flowers, but um, lavender coffee is so good. I think it was like butterscotch or something. Oh, the the one where. Okay, yeah. So I I took um, cane sugar and I mixed it with vanilla bean and yes, brown one. sugar, oh, and then um, I made a coffee with that. And the, the way that I had processed the sugar um, kind of made it, like, creamy. And it was sweet, but it wasn't, like, in-your-face sweet. And the intention was to, to help my partner with their migraine. So I also infused it with that because I if I make a drink, I'm infusing intention into it. So, um, But I love making swell drinks. I've been planning out the way that I want to make I've, I've like come up with three different variations of fall drinks for you so mm, far, mm. if you're able to come. Mm -hmm. We'll see. But I've been thinking about that. It could be like the date that I looked up or something. I just didn't want to get – because I'll, I'll hyper-focus. Megan and I both hyper-focus, so I didn't want to go down yeah. that rabbit hole while on camera. <laughs> but I'll it look into it. It would be really interesting for a Patreon one day to allow ourselves to go down a rabbit hole together. Because we've done it. We go down rabbit holes together. Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. It that would be, would be kind fun. of interesting to actually record and see. I don't. I couldn't watch that back. But to allow, no. to allow yeah. someone else to witness what it's like to like capture that that hyper focus that would be interesting i think that it would it would definitely be wild for people at the end to see what where we have gotten 
Yeah, like what what is point A? It would be uh, if I were to do this, it would be almost kind of interesting if I were to actually edit it. If I like the subject changes, so like I put something up on screen, I'm like, okay, now we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Like, and we could actually track how many times it shifts. Yeah. Yeah. That's we like try what- to stay on topic here, and you guys see how well that goes. Yeah, I mean, we don't really care anymore, right? I'm kind of over it. But I would love to, I think that that would be a really good hyper. So for me, hyper focusing, one of my favorite things to hyper focus on is planning a trip. Ooh. And I never, and I never follow the plan. I don't ever follow the plan. Like we've, I've got on so many trips with my partner where I recently, cause it's, I get excited about the trip, right? It like fills me up. So um, I planned us a trip, uh, a desert trip to, um, to Death Valley and through the, Palm Desert, and I planned out every single one of the 14 days with where we would be stopping if we were like traveling and sleeping on the road, not necessarily where on the road, but like, you know, today's a travel day. And then had uh, <laughs> hotels that uh, like option A, option B with hyperlinks to the actual hotel and the like specific room we would stay in and then the amount of hours and then a link to the Google map where I had mapped out the whole blah, blah, blah. Point being, I think that it would be really good for us to spend time hyper-focusing on me visiting you so that we can see all the different options and what the cost would be. And then uh, people can see. Yeah, but that would give away where I live. Well, no, because we wouldn't say where you live. Okay. Okay. We would just fight. We would find it together and be like, oh, this is that so, much. This is that much. Um, fuck. I had a thing I was going to say and it's gone now. We were talking about hyper. I'm good at this. We were talking about hyper focusing. But before that, you were talking about lavender drinks. And we were talking about um, it was uh, labeling, and- labeling things on the screen. <gasps> I remember yeah. now. I was just going to talk nice. about so a lot of times whenever it comes to trips and stuff, it's more fun for me to plan it than actually do the thing. Oh yeah, definitely. That's and, like I like to make yeah. my little spreadsheets and my budgets and my itineraries and research things, and I I love that part of it. But sometimes the actual act of doing a thing is really overwhelming. Oh yeah, and I don't ever do what I plan, but the planning is what helps me get through the time before the trip. Because yeah. I have to pee so bad. I'm going to pee. We're going to, at this point, with how we're, we're doing this podcast now, we're always going to end on, I got to pee now. Almost every time. Yeah. Um. So have a good day, everyone. Um. I hope you like this format. It got a lot deeper than last week's, but I think it was fun. It was, it, I appreciate it. I felt like I got a little counseling session. Thank you, everybody. Seriously. Like I'm dead serious. Thank yeah. you. Cause these are thoughts that I have in my head that loop that aren't helpful. And when I say them out loud, I can hear them back and go, okay, this is a, it helps can, a lot. We yeah. can work on this. <laughs> yeah. For me, just identifying <laughs> that I have an issue helps resolve the issue pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's literally my body. Like I can hear my body speaking to me being like, will you please take care of better? will you please take better care of me and then i hear it and my three-year-old self goes shut up <laughs> i don't want to take care of you uh, we just want to eat sugar and be fine whatever we know you live in the redwoods and you want to like be healthy but we're having a great time so uh yeah sugar i think it's like literally colonized so um have a good day everyone yeah and check out i, I gotta do this megan i'm sorry i can't help it uh are you going to be posting pictures on your social media accounts? And if so, where can people see? Because this light that you got is is a no joke thing. It's like a whole th- contraption. And uh, 
and it seems like you're gonna I make some really cool stuff. I haven't posted on social media and like I'm six aware, months. but if but if because this episode probably won't be out for a couple of weeks, so that's I'm true, positive. True. I am positive by then you will have some cool. Thing I want up to somewhere. challenge to myself to utilize social media more. I don't want to be. I don't want to be actively involved in it, but I do want because I almost feel like my aversion to it is also like you know, like you could be like way too into something, but then it almost feels like I'm like intentionally detaching myself from this human experience that everybody else has that I don't have. We can help balance each other out because I definitely need to, I, I could certainly benefit from pumping the brakes. So I will be your cheerleader in uh I just don't know the, what, the right way to go about it. And I don't know why I have such an aversion to it. And that's a whole other topic. We were trying to say goodbye. But hold on. The way about it. What? The way, the way about let, it. Let me be, let me be your cheerleader. Just don't even care. Don't give a fuck about social media. Just play with your new light, your new contraption and take pictures. And what will happen is there will be something that you're so proud of that you're so excited about. And you're going to be sending it to me and yeah. then you'll be like, that's the one, that's the one. And then that will be the thing that you post. And then where would that be is my question. Cause by the time this is out, people are going to want to see what that thing is. And I just know that th I can't even imagine with all those lights that you mentioned and looking it up myself and seeing what this thing is. I'm like, I need to understand how this works. I want to see the aftermath. Um, I can definitely post something on Patreon and I cannot commit to Instagram or TikTok being a factor, but it would be one of the other because I don't, post anywhere else check the show notes we'll figure it out we'll figure it out <laughs> um so yeah but you'll definitely get like 400 pictures this weekend that's what Assuming. i was about to say um, like saturday oh, we're going out of state so it won't be like saturday but that's happening that's oh that happens so fast what no, we're going to see my mother-in-law. Oh, okay, because it's October, right? It's November. Oh, November. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, going to see it in October. November. Oh, I didn't know that we were saying it, but I was trying to keep it on the DL. I didn't know if that was. I didn't. I mean, what are they going to do? Find we get like we get like somewhere between two and three hundred listens per episode, and someone's going to listen to this and be like, "I'm going to stock Seattle, all of Seattle, for Megan for a speeds. whole month." I have off and on. So in my mind, you're either not sharing or you're sharing. Not sharing or sharing. <laughs> Two speeds. Yeah, no, that'll be really fun, though. I'm excited. I want you to move to Seattle someday and then we'll be close to each other. Because if you lived in Dude, Seattle, I would be visiting Seattle, all the time. They're so expensive. Good I thing would be you're open about to Olympia, so much money. Which is, can I just say, why, bananas? Because my that was one of our first has... ever sinks. Was we've been mm. planning to move to Olympia. That's like our dream place for a really long time. And then when we first met, you were like, "Oh, I am very familiar with that location, and also would like to live there." And we're actively looking at potentially living there at the time because my partner's family lives there, and I had never heard of it before. I had never heard of this place before. I was like, "How?" Uh, I definitely think that down the line. Um, Kara as well. There are just certain people that I'm like, oh, we're going to be living together. Like we'll all be living in the same area, vicinity. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if it was within an hour, I could see doing like weekly. That's what I mean. Like not yeah. like not literally. I really enjoy having friends that aren't in my physical location. I don't know. I never knew I would enjoy that so much. For me, it's really like energetically soothing because you're never 
like hitting me up to be like, do you want to go get lunch or something? And then I have to like put on clothes. I've like never had nearby friends. That's not true. Like in like younger, 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 but Mm -hmm. my entire adult life, most of my friends are like, I have to drive two plus hours to see them. And sometimes it's sad though, because like all I want is sometimes I want to have like a, like a sleepover, you know, like come over, let's, Without it being a whole thing. Parallel play, exist in each yeah. other's energy. Yeah. And um, like watch a movie and I'll make you really good food and we can like disassociate together side by side. Well, I have every intention. I just know this will happen. I will I will create this reality for myself. I have I don't doubt myself to be able to to do this. Um I we, I mean my partner and I, but I we will have um multiple locations. Mm-hmm with realistic, like, I don't know, like tiny house type stuff. Right. So like maybe, um, maybe this place here, which is very affordable and like a tiny house in Olympia somewhere or whatever. But point being, um, there will definitely be a time in our future where even if I'm not like actually living close to you, there will be some way in which I have a location in proximity to you that I can go and stay at for periods of time and we can body double and uh, bake things. I do like to bake. So come fall, uh, let's share some baking recipes and get into it. I still want to visit you in October. We're going to figure it out. I am going to Death Valley, going to Death Valley for two weeks in November. So I got to, well, we will hyper-focus and plan and figure something out. Yes. That was a 20 minute goodbye. That was a 20 minute goodbye. It's got worse. All right. Bye. 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 bye.